bar. From a performance and an effort standpoint, no disappointment whatsoever. Great number seven, so now it's like we did last year. This is Pool Time on Impact Sports Radio, your source for goals, high dives, and butterflies. And now your host, Max King. Episode number 20 of Pool Time. Thanks for joining me once again for another Championship Week edition, this time for the men's swimming and diving team. Let's look at the show breakdown at first. We are going to recap the Big Ten Championships from last weekend for the women's swim team. And then after that, we'll look at the men's Big Ten Championship in progress. We'll get some day one results and also look at some preliminary results from today, which is day two. This is a Thursday. And then we'll also move to water polo and hear from head coach Mike Scarcelli as he talks about his water polo team's training trip to California that they'll be going on next week. So let's first start out with the women's swim team. They finished 10th out of 11th with 87 points at the Big Ten Championships last weekend in Minnesota, the most scored since 2010. And there were quite a bit of school records and NCAA cuts that were made. So let's go through those. The 200 brushstroke was broken by, this is school records, sophomore Marina Bori, 214.42, which again is a school record. She broke it by almost three full seconds. So that shows you how great of a taper she had when you can beat a school record by that much. 100 freestyle, Summer Strickler, part of quite a record-breaking weekend for her. In the 100 freestyle, she's 49.97, which broke her own previous record of 50.31. And this is the first time she's been sub-50. She did that in the preliminaries and then actually went 50.31 in finals, which was her old-school record. And then also, she was a part of that 800 freestyle relay that we talked about last episode. Again, that was Strickler, Hannah Pugh, Taylor Fulkersma, and Jessica Wellick at 724.30. The 400 IM, Hannah Pugh, another record for her, this time an individual event. She was 419.88. Now she was 421 in prelims, and then she went two seconds faster in finals, and she got that record. So she didn't get that record initially. It took her a second day to get that record, which is kind of rare when you're tapering. Usually you're going to go your fastest time the first time around, uh, but, you know, if you have good races and if it's a big meet, if it's scoring, which in this case was a scoring event, she, you know, she went two seconds faster for 1988. School record for her. How to breaststroke, Shelby Lacey was 102.25. And in the 200 freestyle, again, Summer Strickler, 149.38, breaking her own previous record. Looking at some NCAA cuts, this, these are NCAA B cuts. Elizabeth Brown had a cut in the 200 IM, and then, of course, Shelby Lacey in the 100 breaststroke, Summer Strickler in the 100 free, and Marina Bori in the 200 breast. So we'll be sending four girls to NCAAs at the end of the month, and that is, those are NCAA B cuts, like I said. That's a good way to end the season, getting some people into that NCAA meet. And uh, for Summer Strickler, that's going to be her last 
me of her career. And for the other seniors, Big Tens mark the end of their swimming career. So let's look at the men's Big Ten results now. From day one, again, same format as the women, just the two relays, 200 medley, 800 free. And in day one, that was this was been yesterday on Wednesday, decent performances all around. The 200 medley was uh, the team of Sam Schultz, Alec Kant, Kyle Workman, and Brian Williams. They split that. Schultz was 22-47 in the backstroke, which is his lifetime best. Kant was 24-45 in the breast. Workman was 21-6 in the fly, and then Brian Williams anchored a pretty good freestyle with 1977. And then in the 800 free relay, team of, again, Brian Williams, Pat Falconer, Adam Marsh, and Jake Osterman, they did well in that event. They did decent in that event as well. Williams was 137.53. Pat Falconer was 136.45, fastest split there. Adam Marsh was 137.33. And Jacob Osterman was 138.98. So let's look at the prelims that are going on today. There are uh, the preliminaries for some events were just swum this morning at 11 o'clock. So we do have those results uh, as this is as this is Thursday afternoon. Just looking at MSU um, in these events, the 500 freestyle. Sam Hiller was 459.62 today. David Zeltowski was 444.56. Adam Henley was 437.65. Jake Osterman was 433.67. Adam Marsh was 430.45. Jonathan Burke, who's their top 500 freestyler, was 428.48. And then let's look at the men's 200-yard IM. Benjamin Martin was 154.36. Then you have Jacob Cook, 153.72. Nick Roberts, 152.98. Nathan Weeks, 152.15. Ian Rodriguez, 152.75. Alec Kant posted the best time for the team at 151.51. And then at the 50 freestyle, lots of swimmers here. Eric Chisholm's 21.43. Jake Moore was 21.04. Nick McGowan was 20.99. Chad Cathy was, was also 20.99. Pat Falconer was 20.78. Kyle Workman was 20.79. Sam Schultz was 20.66. And Oz Asenlu was 20.39. So that's what's going on right now for swimming. Again, we'll keep you updated throughout the week and the weekend on Twitter uh, at Max underscore A underscore King. And you can follow updates on that and also live results online. So let's transition to water polo now. Quick little feature here from head coach Mike Scarcelli on what his team is going to be doing next week in California as they go on their training trip during spring break. I'm from California originally, so I grew up there playing water polo. I know pretty much every high school or college coach or at least knew them at one time. So we're going to be bumping around from San Diego area to to Orange County up to San Luis Obispo to play Cal Poly, who was voted the team, the women's team of the decade. So we're going to have some really good competition. Uh, we're going to be pretty much having triples every day. We're going to be having a swim workout, uh, a water polo scrimmage, and then we're going to try to have some fun things, some spring break-esque training. So, you know, paddleboard at, at the beach in California. So we're going to combine some fun things, some camping, some hiking, uh, some things to get some fun athletic activities, but it's going to be a, a strong training trip that when we get back, 
we hope that covers the ground and makes up the difference between Michigan and ourselves. And when you think of California and water polo, I mean, that's really a powerhouse for a lot of really good schools. Um, when you look at the style that, you know, I'm sure you've used to seeing lots of water polo played there and maybe here in the Midwest, what's some of the big differences that you see between the two and you maybe want to implement into your team? I think one, one of the things that I noticed from West Coast teams is they'll push the counterattack in a different kind of way. Also, how they draw fouls might be a little different. Uh, some counter defense, just a little teeny nuances that as they sort of, you know, like the phone call game, as it comes out from the California coaches to the Midwest, some of the execution of these moves isn't quite what I'm used to. Also, the officiating is something that I had to get used to, too, that how we draw fouls here is a little different. But, you know, that's part of the game. Even in California, from NorCal to SoCal, it's a different game. So water polo players have to be able to adapt. So hopefully what the positive will be that when we go out there, they'll get to see a different style of play. Plus, they'll get to see examples of what I'm talking about sometimes when their coaches talk about something different. Sometimes we're talking about the same thing. We just term it two different things. They might call it a, a slot, and you know somebody else calls it a different position. So it'll give them a different experience and, and one that I know is well-founded in good concepts and base uh, principles. And lastly, uh, when you come back from spring break and you start playing again in those weekend tournaments, what's those focus been on these next couple of weeks that you want to improve on from things that you know you need to get better at? Well, right now we're heavily focusing on training. Uh, last season we did our training early on and maybe a little too heavily. We were well conditioned, but we weren't really playing water polo. This time we're taking lots of shots, and so we're just going to do some fine tuning on that. And now we're really getting into the hard training because we see at the last tournament, Michigan can't keep up with the swimming. So we're going to look to capitalize on that. And even if they listen to this little radio uh, excerpt, I don't think that they can even match us. Uh, we have too much speed. They have some Division One water polo players. We got some Division One swimmers. So we'll, we'll look to that to match them and beat them. I want to thank Mike Scarcelli for talking to me in that last couple bits. And also, thanks for listening to Episode 20 of Pool Time. My name is Max King, your host, here for MSU Impact Sports, part of 88.9 WDBM in East Lansing. Thanks for listening once again. Until next time, see ya.